Hello, JRPG fans. Welcome back to the podcast. This is the JRPG Report episode 88. And if you can't tell, I'm a little fired up today. It's only Wednesday, but I could not possibly wait another day to bring you guys exciting news from the world of Persona. Um, we ain't got no time for quick questions or, or idle chatter. Let's just get right into it we finally have their release date persona 5 royal will launch in the west march 31st of 2020 they didn't do anything crazy like the next following year so let's dive right into that publisher atlas announced that persona 5 royal will launch for playstation 4 there are a bevy of different editions so we'll go over those in just one minute. What's kind of funny is there was a, a report that came out um, a day before this, and I even shared it on the Facebook page, that uh, listings for a Persona 5 Royal, an English-slash-Chinese version, had been popping up on a few uh, on the Asia-based PlayStation Store, and it actually had a release date of February 20th. Pre-orders would even include a Persona 5 Royal Morgana car sticker, so I'm guessing that is still uh, valid, but um, not really sure what what that was about. But that you know, sometimes these things leak out, and it's just a placeholder until they finally find the actual date. And if you recall, last week we knew this news was coming. However, I didn't think it was going to be till Friday. And that all got kind of pushed up. Excuse me, I just drank a bunch of coffee, so it's starting to <laughs> it's trying to come back up on me. Um, I thought I was going to do the podcast late in the week. Turns out it's early, and we are uh, super thrilled to be able to bring you this piece of news. So let's just break it down. The launch edition will still be just fifty nine ninety nine. I guess some had speculated that perhaps this might come out at a lower price point since it was, you know. At its root, this is still Persona 5. However, there is so much added stuff in this game, it, I think it fully warrants a full new release. Um, and it will be $59.99. This will include the limited edition Steelbook case and PlayStation 4 dynamic theme download. Pre-orders for the digital standard edition will also uh, include the dynamic theme. Um Will there be some sort of uh, base edition without the limited steelbook case at perhaps a lower price point? I don't know. I can only tell you what they have come out with today, and that's what this is. There will also be the Phantom Thieves edition. This looks like this may be uh, the one that I'm going for. And it's going to cost $89.99, and it will include a really cool-looking Joker mask with a stand um, just by the picture it appears to be of a decent size and um, I'm a collector of, of stuff like this so I think it's this will be a really cool collector's item I don't really have anything like that um, and I think I've got enough plushes to to last a grown man a lifetime so I'm kind of glad to see something different on here you still get that still bit case it is the same as the one that is found 
in the launch edition, at least as of as of right now. You also will get the soundtrack CD, the collector's box to put it all in, a really cool looking art book, and that dynamic theme again. Uh, the launch edition at fifty nine ninety nine, and the Phantom Thieves edition for just thirty dollars uh, more. I. I can't argue with that. I'm sorry, that's $40. My math is a little fuzzy today. <laughs> um, now, there's also going to be a digital deluxe edition, which will inc- cost $69.99 and include the Kasumi costume bundle add-on. That's the only details I have about that right now. Um, I'm not sure what else is included, and so that seems a bit pricey. Um for that but maybe we'll get some more details at a later date and time there is even the digital ultimate edition for $99.99 which includes the Persona 5 Royal slash DLC pack includes costume battle and Persona DLC found in the Kasumi costume bundle okay so maybe that's what that bundle is including it's a few different things you get the battle bundle and the Persona bundle plus six additional costume packs um the downloadable content included with the deluxe digital and ultimate editions can also be purchased separately for the following prices the kasumi costume bundle will go for $14.99 the battle bundle $9.99 persona bundle $9.99 dlc bundle $59.99 Alice also announced that all downloadable content from the original Persona 5 will be free for all Persona 5 Royals. Hallelujah. Great news indeed. Of course, there was a release date reveal trailer to go along with this. Very cool stuff. Um, So are you as excited as I am about Persona 5? We finally have that release date. I think it's really a perfect release date on the 31st of March. Um, this is, uh, exactly what five months after, um, cause it came out on Halloween, October 31st in Japan. So yeah, five months later we get in the West. That's pretty decent guys. Um, for a JRPG of this size with that much voice acting and that much text, five months is pretty awesome. Um, I mean, remember how long we've waited for <laughs> Trails of Cold Steel uh, translations to finally make it over here. So I will take five months any day of the week. Um, and again, yeah, March 31st. So you're talking about four weeks after FF7 Remake. It seems like a pretty good time. Like, I know we've talked and talked about how long FF7 Remake should be. And that's the standard length of a final fantasy game i think four weeks is pretty good we should be able to get done with that or at least get most of the way done and then have royal waiting for us when we get done so march is shaping up to be an epic month but um the persona nose does not end there as uh don't forget there is still that uh title of persona 5 scramble the phantom strikers out there Um, we've got one, two, three stories dealing with it alone. Um, 
the first kind of comes from that uh, live stream that they had um, talked about, and they had the first gameplay look live stream in it. Uh, the footage showed exploration in Sendai, a hacking battle game in the Shibuya jail, where you must fight while protecting uh, Fatuba. Fatuba, I always get her name wrong. I'll get it right one of these days. Um, gameplay using Fox, Yusuke, and more. Um, very cool looking game. It's nice that we've got some some looks into that. If you want to check out all that live stream feed, you can via the Facebook page. I've got that story linked for you guys there. Then they had two other... Um, they've been dropping these character trailer every once in a while and we got the new trailer for on showing her in action very cool looking stuff and like i said before this is really fun to see uh characters like panther and skull in addition to joker and sophie as they are now playable characters and you get to control them directly um i just think that's awesome yeah like i said skull was the other one that uh, came out in trailer form and it is he got a little more detail to his story i'm not sure um why we didn't get the same deal with on uh they say that skull is a lively power fighter who can kick shadows about with strong blows codenamed skull with high attack power and def- with high attack and defense power he fights building a blunt weapon by charging up his attack, he can magnify his power and range to the amount charged. His gun attack shotgun can also be charged to increase its power. Of course, Skull's persona is Captain Kid. He possesses attack skills that specialize in electric and physical attributes. Shock enemies with electric can unleash a physical skill to deal major damage. I always liked Ryuji. Um, I thought Skull was then an awesome uh, counterpart to it. But Captain Kid is just maybe one of the coolest personas that they've ever come up with. He is um, he's very awesome. Uh, they also even showed him Morgana. I forgot that he was also included in this. Uh, he's a lightweight, balanced fighter that runs wild as he pleases. Codenamed Mona. He fights building a sword with his light and agile movements. He can unleash a variety of attacks from both the ground and air. His gun attack slingshot can lock onto several enemies. His dedicated persona is Zoro. He can use wind and healing skills. Since wind skills can deal major damage to enemies engulfed in flames, connect those skills with attacks from Joker or Panther to finish off the enemies. Oh, well, that's why. <laughs> Sometimes I need to read all the way through these articles. I can't read them all all the way through. Here is On's uh, actions. She controls fire and can mow down enemies with fire specialized wide ranging attacks. Her codename is Panther. And she fights using a whip. She attacks mowing down a wide range of enemies. She can also cover her whip in fire to grant the fire attribute. Her gun attack machine gun has many bullets. I can fire rapidly. Her persona is Carmen. She specializes in fire attribute skills, burning her enemies to nothing in fiery red flames. She can also debuff enemy attacks, allowing the player to battle at an advantage. So I think we'll get some more of these characters pop up here 
soon, of course. Uh, Persona 5 Scramble is due out in Japan for PS4 and Switch on February 20th. So yeah, I'm thinking that May-June time frame is probably when we'll see this one. I don't think we'll get a release date too soon, especially on the backs of the Royal announcement. But as soon as we do, I'll let you know. One last piece of Persona news. Persona 5 worldwide shipments have now topped 3.2 million. Uh, This latest bump up is uh, in no small part due to Persona 5 Royal having sold 400,000 copies in Japan. In total, the Persona series has sold more than 11.1 million units. It's pretty awesome. It's such a great series. Uh, if you've, if you're new to Persona, definitely go back and play um, a couple of the older titles. I would highly recommend Part Three. But if you've got your Vita and you don't have Persona Four Golden, you are doing yourself a disservice. So that was the big, big lead. Um, very, very excited about. Persona 5 Royal. I know a lot of you guys are too. There was another piece of news that came out and I found this to be interesting to say the least. And um, we'll speculate on it just a little bit. And it kind of came out of nowhere but we got news that The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3 is coming to Switch in Spring 2020. So here's the one side of the coin of that. That's awesome news. Fantastic. Bring the Switch or bring it to Switch and PC and uh, we'll shoot, you know, if if Microsoft uh, wanted it, bring it to it because I want to as many people as possible to experience this series that that can. If If Switch is a way of getting to those people, fantastic. Here's the other side of that coin. I said it before. If you cannot play the first two and you want to jump right into three, I'd rather you do that than not play it because I still think you'll get a lot of enjoyment out. You won't know what in the world's going on. You could probably read that entire uh, backstory and still have no clue. You really do need to put the time in and play part one and two. If you ain't got no time for that, you just want to get into it and you say, okay, I'll go back and play part one and two later. That's great. You won't get quite the same experience, but I'm not going to tell somebody not to play a game. Here's a problem. <laughs> if you got a PS4, you can play, you now have, you can go back and play one and two before you play three. If all you have is a switch and all you've announced is you're bringing out part three, you're not giving that player a whole lot of choice. Okay. And it's just odd. We've had the remasters for one and two for a while now. Those are tied up with X seed. I believe. And of course, uh, NIS America has the ability to push it out for part three. So maybe that's a bit of the problem. They can't quite work it out with X seed to get it onto the switch. 
I don't see why that'd be that big of a deal, but we don't deal with in that world, so can't really speculate on that. So that's odd. Um, the other odd thing, and this probably speaks to the Switch more than anything, but so the Switch version is locked in at 720 resolution and 30 frames per second in both docked and undocked modes. Of course, if you are a Switch owner, you know that when you're in handheld mode, you're locked at 720, then that's really not a big deal because you're on such a small screen. The difference in lines of resolution, you can only fit so much on that size screen. Case in point, by example, I just bought a awesome new, well, not awesome, but I just got my five-year-old a TV for her room to have a smart TV back there so she can watch it. It's only 720, but it's only a 32-inch. The difference in a 1080 resolution on that small of a screen, that's 32 inches, is very paltry. Now, the switch screen is, what, five inches or something? I mean, it's it's tiny. It's super tiny. Maybe eight. I, I can't recall. Don't scream at me. I, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, <laughs> so... That's not the deal. But why in the world can I not go to 1080 on dock mode? And I'm guessing it's strictly performance-based because the Switch just can't quite handle it. And that's a shame. Everybody should be able to play the game in its best form. Um, so I just don't, I just don't understand this one. This is a weird, weird... And it makes me feel so conflicted that they would do something like this. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Like I said, I'm happy if you're a Switch owner, you get to play this game. That's awesome. I just wish you got not only the full backstory, but you got the full experience and being able to play it in 1080 if you wanted to. Seems kind of weird. So, like the PlayStation 4 version, it will launch with special editions of the game. All versions of the game, including the standard release, will include the game's downloadable content items. And they say a demo will also be available at launch. So, I kind of just want to move past this one because it makes me feel weird. And I don't want to feel weird. I'm, I'm excited today. <laughs> Let's get into some quicker, um, some quick ones. I hope I don't have to talk about this anymore as Project Secure Wars will have a launch commemorium live stream on December 11th. The game is due out, I believe, on, yes, the 12th in Japan. So, there. Push it out. I can't imagine what more they would really talk about at this point. They've had so many of these things go on for so long. Um, the game is finally coming out, at least in Japan. We'll get it in the spring. But yeah, there's one last um, live stream on December 11th from 1900 Japan Central Time to 2100. The company announced this will be available on YouTube and Periscope. We talked a few weeks ago about Dragon Quest Builders 2 coming to PC. Well, I think as of today, when is this released? Yes, as of right now, you can go and download the demo for it on Steam ahead of the game's full release on PC on December 10th. They're calling this the Jumbo Demo. Here's an overview. Square Enix says, in the Jumbo Demo... <laughs> oh my gosh. In the Jumbo Demo... 
players can embark on a journey to become a quote-unquote master builder by playing through the first three areas that include the tutorial area, the deserted Isle of Awakening, along with a large portion of the Furrowfield Island. For builders eager to continue their adventure after the Jumbo demo ends, the save file can be transferred into the full retail version of Dragon Quest Builders 2. Game is already available on PS4 and Switch. PC owners, just a few more days. But you can play that demo and transfer everything over in the meantime. Love it when they do that. That should be standard by this point. Don't can we can we all agree on that? Capcom has released the outline for Monster Hunter World Iceborne Expansion version 12.01 update, which will be due out tomorrow, December 5th at midnight. It will require a whopping 2.1 gigs of space on your PS4 and 2.8 gigs on Xbox One. Additionally, the company released a new developer diary introducing the update's new monsters, new Tundra Reason, more layered armor, Selendia fists, and more. A video that introduces the upcoming Horizon Zero Dawn Frozen Wilds collaboration gear for the PlayStation version PlayStation 4 version was also released. You can check all that out uh, via the Facebook page. I've got the entire system. It's got uh, all the general additions and changes, action changes, system changes, miscellaneous changes, bug fixes, adjustments, monsters. There is a huge list of things even for the player as well. And that'd be an entire podcast worth of information for me to read that all. So I am not going to do that. That'd be very, very boring for you. Uh, we detailed, was I guess two weeks ago, all about Fairy Tale and its new battle system. Well, there's some more information about it, but most importantly, we finally got a release date. And it's probably not ideal for it. <laughs> Fairytale will launch for PC via Steam Worldwide, PlayStation 4 in Europe, in Japan and Europe on March the 19th, for PlayStation 4 and Switch on March 20th in North America, publisher Koei Tecmo and developer Gust announced, ouch, oh, right in the middle of two titans, Fairytale did not want to do that, I don't think, they should, they really should have put this out in like February or something. Anyway, that that cannot be done. Undone, I guess. <laughs> early purchase early purchases will include a special costume for uh, Erza. A digital deluxe edition will also be available, which includes the Great Magic Games team costume set, a bonus lacrima set, an exclusive Riza costume for Lucy from Atelier Riza. That's pretty cool. Uh in Japan, the center edition will cost 8,500 yen. A limited guild box edition will cost you 1,400 yen. The guild box edition includes a copy of the game. Special illustrated B2 cloth poster. Weekly sorcerer special issue. Three character 3D cards and a special sticker set. There's a new trailer that uh, has come along with it as well. New gameplay uh, footage two to go along with it they even included a six minute battle scene commentary and magic gallery gameplay video 
the footage is from the Japanese version of the game, which uh, this was actually from the demo that was showcased back at uh, Paris Games Week. Um, but if you really want to get into that, I've got both those stories available on the Facebook page. You can check that out anytime you wish. But yeah, that's just, just unfortunate. That is a game I am really looking forward to. But at that, you're going to release it then. I'm going to have to pass on it when it comes out and perhaps get it down the road. That's just the nature of the business. You cannot play them all. And you certainly cannot play all the JRPGs as these games take time, as you guys well know. All right, well, let's take a quick break here. I've got a few more fun stories to talk about here on episode 88, the JRPG Report. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Don't have too much more to talk about. I do want to quickly, of course, encourage everyone to head over to our Facebook page. Give us a like. We'll give you a shout out on the podcast when you do so. Don't forget we have a YouTube page as well where I do do streams every once in a while. I was getting pretty good at it and uh, with the holidays and... Um, still trying to get everything unpacked and life in general. I've, I've really not been able to do too much gaming. Last night was the first time I've gamed in, I think, about a week. Um, that's just the way life goes when you get old. Don't don't ever get old, guys. It's bad. Uh, don't forget, leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. That always helps us up the old list and uh, spreads the word to many, many peoples. I do appreciate all that. Uh, as of this moment, we've still got, I think three entries last time I checked in the old sweepstakes. So, uh, don't forget, give us a listener support between now and the end of the year. You've got the whole month of December to do that. Sign up for any level. You will be entered in to win that deluxe edition of final fantasy seven remake i need at least two more people to make that contest live like i said i got three i need at least two more i'll take as many as you want somebody will win i guarantee that so come on two more people sign up and so let's do that the drawing will be at the beginning of the new year and uh like i said i'll ship it to you You, amazon will bring it you'll get it the same time as everybody else will no more of that waiting for it to come to my house and yours. None of that stuff. Anyway, back into the podcast. Uh, kind of a fun thing that came out here. PlayStation apparently does this every year, but they had the PlayStation Awards 2019. And this is the 25th anniversary of that. And some JRPGs made the list. So uh, these are, it recognizes PlayStation versions of hit titles sold across Japan and Asian regions. So you get the Platinum Prize, 
which means your software has accumulated shipment quantity, including download quantity, of over 1 million copies. And some obvious ones like God of War and Spider-Man and Red Dead Redemption 2 were on there, but we also had Kingdom Hearts 3 and Nier Automata. Automata, I still don't know how to say that properly. Uh, in other ones, over 500,000 copies, you had stuff like Devil May Cry 5 and FIFA, Resident Evil 2. I still need to check that out. Looks like such a fun game. And Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Pretty good for a expansion. Um, trying to find some other JRPG ones that were, were on here. Uh, this is the PlayStation 25th Anniversary User's Choice Awards. The top five titles which have won PlayStation Awards in the past 24 years will be voted on. So this is like a best of the best type of deal. And of course you've got Dragon Quest Eleven on there. Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Nier Automata and Persona 5. And they've even got the special anniversary award with uh, Final Fantasy 7 on there. Against some uh, some other competition. I don't really know. It's going up against Merigur Solid. That's a pretty tough one. And the first Resident Evil, that was definitely not the best one. Anyway, so definitely uh, some good stuff on there. And good to see JRPGs represented. We mentioned Nier. And so I don't have any more information other than a 10th anniversary Nier anniversary website opened up. It literally just has... Like the number 10, and it says near 10th anniversary. I don't know why you make a website. Websites are not free. They cost money. Other than, here's my speculation. We will get a remastered version of near, we'll call it one to be fair. Near Automata is doing well. Did very, very well. We will get this remaster of the first one to come out uh, sometime in 2020, right? And then I am assuming they're working on a part three that will come out sometime uh, for play, PlayStation 5. It would make no sense whatsoever for me for them not to be working on a sequel to that game. But so this is the beginnings of it. If you liked part one, maybe you will get uh, get your wish. Square Enix has announced its Jump Festa 2020 lineup. Um, here are the games that are going to be scheduled to appear. Uh, this festival runs from December 21st until the 22nd in Japan. We will get the Dragon Quest of the Stars. That's the iOS and Android mobile game. Uh, a little tiny game you may have heard of, Final Fantasy VII Remake. You'll get Final Fantasy Brave Exodus. Uh, mobile game. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition will be a trailer for that. Uh, another arcade Dragon Quest game. Trials of Mana will be there. And uh, War of the Visions Final Fantasy Breaks Exodus will be there. So, interestingly enough, Trials of Mana will be a new trailer. Crystal Chronicles will be a new trailer. Final Fantasy Remake will get a new trailer. So, that's cool. As soon as that pops up here at the end of the month, be sure to check here. I will 
pass that along to you. Speculation as to what is going to be in that nailed trailer. I don't think we'll get a ton more. Like, I don't want to see a ton more of stuff. I think we've got enough information about this title. Um, obviously, there's things that we've not seen. Like uh, Professor Hojo. We've still not seen Ren 13. I think that's a pretty big reveal since that's the last uh, character from Midgar that we would really see that being your party. So perhaps we finally see that. Um, one thing that would be kind of cool to see is like actual gameplay from walking around, you know, like sector seven um, running from place to place or walking that would be interesting, and I'm sure we'll see that at some point before March 3rd. But we'll just have to see. Um, it'll be it'll be great, whatever whatever they decide to bring out. We got uh, I remember Trials of Mana uh, hit us with what three or four or five. This will be uh, there's five previous trailers. Uh, they finally released the one for uh, Riaz. This is how you say it. Um, she is the highborn captain of Laurent's Amazon Guard, a young princess of the mountainous kingdom of Laurent, and captain of the renowned Amazon Guard. She has a will of iron and down-to-earth manner, though some may call her stubborn. Reyes is always there to lend a hand to those who need it. She lost her mother as a child, and since then has been has tried to help raise her little brother Elliot. Her top most priorities are her father, brother, and the kingdom. So we got a new trailer for her. Looks pretty cool. This game is shaping up quite nicely before its April 24th release next year. Is that all the characters? One, two, three, four, five, six. They got to be getting close to about done with these character trailers. God Eater 3 News version update 2.20 will launch on December 9th, Bandai Namco announced. The update will add the Lulu and Ricardo chapters of the additional episode Encounters with the Past, as well as New Game Plus mode and a jukebox feature to change background music at the base. God Ear 3 is available now for PS4, Switch, and PC. There is a new trailer for Lulu's chapter of the Encounters of the Past, as well as a new trailer for Ricardo's chapter. Kind of got, uh, there was a, um, oh, well, Compile Heart updated their website for Death End Request 2 with new information and screenshots, including the game's flow and battle system, as well as a first look at the main characters, Mai, and you can't make up a character name like this. Uh, rotten Dollheart <laughs> in their glitch mode forms. So there's a bevy of new information about this title, um, including uh, their turn-based battles. It's a turn-based command battle system. There will be three mem- battle members in the in the battle. Uh, the order of turns determined by the speed of each character. At the start of each character's turn, they are able to move freely about on the field. So you can choose to perform combos with your characters or attack from outside the enemy's range to keep units safe. 
And they detail a bunch of other things, including their Trioc system, a super knockback system. That sounds fun. Glitch mode, flash system, what's called Cursed Grounds. And there's even some CG uh, high-res art pictures. So if you are uh, interested in that, check out the link on the Facebook page. You can see all kinds of stuff. So if you noticed, one title I did not mention that was going to be a Jump Festa. And that is the Kingdom Hearts 3 downloadable content Remind. And so, again, that is odd. As there is a new trailer that's supposed to come out sometime um, in December. But it's not going to be at Jump Festa. Maybe that'll be updated. But... I kind of doubt that. That's that's just what. So, but the new trailer for Remind will release in December. Square Enix confirmed at the Kingdom Hearts Orchestra World of Tress concert in Osaka. This was back on uh, November 30th. They announced this. The following new information was also announced. What's called data creating, a photo mode where you can freely position and pose your favorite characters to take photographs. Objects and effects can also be configured. There will be a slideshow. You can make a slideshow of the photographs you have taken. You may even be able to choose between frames and background music. There's a new premium menu with Fast Pass, which makes enemies weaker. And Black Code, you can challenge play without items, cure magic, etc. Now, all these new elements will actually not be shown in the new December trailer. Kingdom Hearts 3 is available for PS4 and Xbox One right now. The Remind downloadable content is due out sometime this winter. So kind of odd. There's there's a lot of odd things going on with with Remind. I don't know where to put my finger on the pulse of that one. It's not something that excites me, so I really don't have a uh, leg to stand on with that one, so to speak. Uh, two last interesting stories, and one I care a lot about and one I don't care about. <laughs> and let me explain a little bit more. So, uh, there was an interview in Nintendo Everything, uh, or on Nintendo Everything, I guess it's a website, and they interviewed Koi Tecmo side director Tamahoko Su, discussing the possibility of Dragon Quest Heroes 3. And um, so the quote is, obviously this is a Square Enix property, so we can't really say anything but I have kind of mentioned to them before, shouldn't we consider a third entry? So continued. We've been talking a little bit about maybe putting out a third entry, but really the big thing is between one and two, there were so many improvements made. If we're going to go from two to three, what else can we put in there to really impress the players who played both games? They'll get them really excited and really emotionally moved by it. There are, so there are a lot of hurdles. What would be that we can put into the game? That's still something we're not sure how to do yet. I couldn't agree more. Um, but here's the thing. While there were improvements from one to two, I kind of hated them. <laughs> and if you guys have listened to me for any amount of time, you know my love for Dragon Quest is deep and wide. And I kind of played them just kind of out of like some sort of weird necessity for lack of a better word. 
I wanted to like them so much, and it's kind of like, I don't even really enjoy it. I think I beat the first one, and I got halfway through the second one. I'm like, man, at least this looks a little bit better, but I just don't like this. And it was doing a lot of things right, but just they weren't very good games. And I don't know what you could do to fix them. They're just kind of (laughs) lame. They look the part. I'll give them that much. But they, they they took all the fun out of it somehow. And I don't know. I don't see how you can make a third one. I really don't. I don't think Square wants them to do a third one. Otherwise, we'd have it by now. <laughs> and there'd at least be word on it. So this is an interesting article, but I really don't see that moving forward. And I don't want to see it. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, we speculated on this one a little while ago. And here's some confirmation on it in the game that I'm greatly looking forward to it. Grand Blue Fantasy director Tetsuya Fukuhara has teased one new Grand Blue Fantasy Relink trailer and two new Versus trailers for the upcoming Grand Blue Fest, Grand Blue Fantasy Fest 2019, which will run December 13th to 15th in Chiba, Japan. So just looking at the old calendar uh the 12th and uh, the 13th is a friday through the 15th on saturday so you're talking about um two weeks from now that'll be episode 90 we should have a brand new trailer of course as soon as it comes out i will share it on the facebook page and this article was written on the first so I said, yeah, two weeks to go until the festival. As usual, we're in the home stretch, working on two new trailers for Versus and one trailer for um, the Grand Blue Fantasy mobile game that I'm in charge of. I wonder if we'll be able to finish them in time. As for Grand Blue Fantasy Reeling trailer, the Osaka studio worked hard on it, so please look forward to that. I should have probably vetted this, but I think Osaka studio, isn't that the CG stuff that they do for it? Maybe that's what it's going to be a lot of. We may not see a ton of gameplay in it. Um, So this is great. We thought we would see it. I was hoping for some more concrete news besides just a trailer. And obviously we may get some more news about that. It sounds like, you know, obviously they've had this mobile game the whole time. They've got the verses. It's now due out February 6th of 2020 Japan. Quarter 1, 2020 North America and Europe. Relink, still in development for PS4 with an unannounced release date, but this is at least, well, we've had so little information about this title, and it's such a small studio, so we're not going to get a ton out of it. It's finally something, and something is always better than nothing, and so let's just let's wait two weeks and let's see what we got with this one. I've shared my fear that this was somehow going to get pushed back to a PS five game. I still hope that's not the case. Um, maybe they're further along in this one as well. It's, you know, it's not like once PS five comes out that there won't still be PlayStation four games that come out. And I kind of see this maybe in that vein of, you know, if we get PS five, that was it October. 
that this game could come out before the holidays for PS4. And I'm okay with that. I mean, it's backwards compatible, so what difference does it really make in the grand scheme of things? Um, we'll just have to wait and see. But are you excited about Grand Blue Fantasy Relink? Am I, like, the only one? <laughs> I really hope not. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up episode 88 of the JRPG Report. Thank you so much for tuning in yet again this week. You guys are awesome. Uh, you're the reason why I do this every week. Um, I love doing it, so I truly appreciate our support, all the messages on Facebook, and uh, in particular that community over there. You guys are really a lot of fun. Until next time, get back out there and level up.